Well, hello, church family. Welcome back to another edition of the Post-Sermon Wrap-Up Podcast. I am Pastor Scott. And I am Kevin. And we are here to uh, break down this past Sunday's sermon of spiritual warfare from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to, to 13. Um, and perhaps it would be appropriate to begin uh, where the sermon itself began. Uh-oh. Uh, with I smell smoke. Two, two, uh, two little people who were uh, subjected to the fiery darts of Josh Gerber. Um, yeah, right. I am so thankful that the fire alarm did not go off uh, on Sunday. No, um, right. We're trying to we're trying to illustrate something that is so. Uh, it's so obvious that like, well, that little person is not going to be able to withstand the 2100 degree Fahrenheit of mm-hmm. a blowtorch. Mm-hmm. And yet, why is it that we think that, oh, well, I, I've really got this covered. I, I, I can withstand Satan's fiery mm-hmm. darts today. And frankly, I think a lot of times in our culture, we're not even aware. <laughs> we're not even aware. Like mm-hmm. if, if, I, if, I, if I told the staff today at staff meeting, um, hey, just be careful because there is a, there's a, there's a mountain lion that's actually in the building mm-hmm. and we don't know where he is, but he's here mm-hmm. and he's really, really mean. And so just, just as you go between your offices and you have meetings a day, just, just watch out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident <laughs> that we would live differently mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and probably we live in fear and, we, and God doesn't want us to live in fear, mm-hmm. but he does certainly want us to be alert and mm-hmm. to be strong in the power mm-hmm. of his might as we engage in our daily warfare for Christ. Yeah, so that's uh, that's important there because this uh, gets at a, a very key question. I think that um, perhaps people might be wrestling with as you think about this idea of spiritual warfare, and we think especially of Satan and his devices to uh, to attack, to uh, to test. Um, how how is it that we can helpfully distinguish between when we are experiencing what we maybe would deem to be the attacks of Satan yes. versus our own personal desires of the flesh, right? Yeah. So we, we recognize that uh, so often James talks about the the issues that we have are a result of the, the passions and the desires that wage war within us. Yes. And so when is it that we... How, help us think about how we distinguish between what is... Uh, satanic or demonic in terms of uh, Satan's influences versus what is just also our own weak, sinful flesh. Yeah, and and sometimes this may be hard to discern between the three, mm-hmm. but just just for kicks and giggles, let's remember Ephesians two one to three, where uh, unbelievers here are described as following the course of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the world's system of thought. So that's kind of like worldly temptations, all of the different, um, uh, you know, pressures that this world might put on us Mm -hmm. to live for this world versus uh, for things of eternity. So following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Well, that's speaking of Satan, Mm -hmm. the prince of the power of the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it says, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our own flesh. Mm-hmm. Carrying out the desires of our body. So here you have mm-hmm. the three rivals to the supremacy of Christ in the Christian. Mm-hmm. You have the world, mm-hmm. Satan, mm-hmm. and the flesh. 
our desires. And so sometimes it's hard to even know Mm -hmm. which of these are operating, but I think I think we just need to be aware of all three. For example, much of the world's system is driven by Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so Satan is even underlying mm-hmm. much of the world's thought. In fact, for, uh, 1 John 5 talks about how the, the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. So, so Satan has influence. Remember John chapter 8. This is a fascinating text. Mm-hmm. Here's the religious leaders in John chapter 8. And Jesus is telling them, you are of your father, the devil, in their resistance of, of Christ mm-hmm. as the Messiah. And they're like, we're not of our father. Satan's not our, de- Satan's not our father. Abraham's our father, mm-hmm. right? And he basically goes th- through this argument that says, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. And anyone who rejects the supremacy of Jesus is actually living under slavery mm. to Satan. All this to say, uh, our own flesh, anytime we feed and fuel a discontentment for for the supremacy of Christ, mm-hmm. anytime we feed what we know to be sin, we, 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 we give in to a lustful thought, or we give in to a, uh, a bitter resentment and an unforgiveness, or we, or we mm-hmm. give in to some greed and covetousness mm-hmm. that we have... Anytime we're doing that, Romans 6 says we are feeding the flesh. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, whatever you feed is going to grow, Galatians mm-hmm. 5 says. So it's mm-hmm. like, so don't, don't feed or fuel mm-hmm. the old residual sin nature that is still in every believer. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because our own flesh, our own mm-hmm. sin nature that, that is still wants to rebel against God. But frankly, there's other times where we're just going to be oppressed. We're going to be oppressed by satanic attack. You see mm-hmm. this with Job, mm-hmm. where it's maybe not something Job desired that was wrong, mm-hmm. but it's sickness, it's disease, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, loss. Mm-hmm. Things are God allowed Satan to 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 take the life of his family, mm-hmm. um, and to do so to get at Job to attack and test Job, and so. Be careful. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think it's biblically wise for us to see a demon behind every evil passion. Mm-hmm. Satan cannot control a believer. Mm-hmm. He cannot get into the mind of mm-hmm. a believer. So Satan's attacks are always going to be external. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're going to be stimuli. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can bring... Mm-hmm a woman in front of us that's going to tempt us to mm-hmm. lust, mm-hmm. but we can't mm-hmm. blame Satan for our lust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can bring a sickness to us mm-hmm. that's going to tempt us to bitterness against God, but mm-hmm. we can't blame Satan for our bitterness. Yeah. So what's inside of us mm-hmm. is our responsibility by the Spirit of Christ mm-hmm. to, uh, to, uh, to trust Christ and to obey Christ but the external stimuli is something that, mm-hmm. that Satan often brings. So it's probably more helpful to understand it not always as an either or, but a both and. When it yeah, comes to I think that. it is a both um, and. Yeah, it's uh, we can't categorize it as, well, Satan made me do it, right? Uh, yeah. But understand that Satan knows our weaknesses. And, and when we say that, I mean, obviously, maybe to some degree personally, but also he just knows human nature, right? And he's so been he here knows, for thousands of years. So, so there's he's, nothing new to him. He's, um, he's seen this played out over and over. So he knows how to, especially, you know, in a, 
I mean, different cultures that looks differently in our American culture. That can be everything from, you know, the lusty eyes to even just the, uh, the, the greed. Yeah. Right? Materialism so, is yeah, huge. So, yeah. Um, so let's go back to what you were just talking about here. You were talking about demon, uh, oppression, right? So, uh, maybe one of the things that we see a lot of in scripture is demon possession, right? Yeah. So especially, uh, if you read the gospels, you, you see, I mean, this was, this was a huge thing. Um, you, you know, maybe it's just our Americanized culture. We don't think about this much, but you know, we see one person maybe being healed that had demons all of a sudden, but you see like Jesus doing this regularly. Yeah. Like this was a real, real thing there. So, yeah. um, maybe, maybe a good question to, to think about here is for the believer now, uh, based on what you were just saying there, what's, what's the difference between demon oppression and demon possession and can a Christian genuinely be possessed by uh by a demon uh, yeah so that's a great question um and the answer is no but <laughs> but the difference between possession and oppression is just the difference of control yep so when somebody's possessed by a demon mm -hmm. they're controlled that's a that's a that's a statement of control they are they are under the power of they are controlled mm -hmm. by a demon mm-hmm and certainly this does happen today. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we would be naive and I think biblically foolish to say that demon possession is not as common today as it was in the days of the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, we live in a very anti-supernatural culture. I talked mm -hmm. about this on Sunday that the, the ideology of humanism and materialism have combined mm -hmm. with wealth and education to culture, somehow yeah. say that, well, no, this isn't demon possession. This mm -hmm. is now mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that everybody who's diagnosed with a mental illness mm -hmm. is demon possessed. Mm -hmm. I did not say that, did I, Scott? You did not. But I am saying that what's a, what's a humanistic, materialistic world supposed to do with something that's supernatural that they can't explain? Mm-hmm. When the Jewish time, they would they would lock him up with chains, and he would walk around the cemetery by mm -hmm. himself, and everybody would avoid him. Mm -hmm. In our day, we drug him up and put him in a mental hospital because we don't know what to do, or we put him in prison. And and the reality is, there is demon possession today mm -hmm. that that manifests itself in all kinds of psy psychotic episodes or violent rages mm -hmm. or even you know. Like in the in the in the New Testament in the Gospels, you see often demon possession expressed itself in seizures. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not saying at all that mm -hmm. everybody who has a seizure is demon possessed. Yeah. Yeah. I am saying that there are such things as demons mm -hmm. who do possess unbelievers today mm -hmm. and show themselves at time in violent rage, in mm -hmm. in um, in psychosomatic expressions mm -hmm. of supernatural strength or supernatural. Um, uh, manifestations of a change of voice or, or mm -hmm. different personalities and different things like this that are very demonic. Mm -hmm. They are very dark. They are very satanic. Mm -hmm. And that is very real today. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's involved in pastoral ministry for any length of time is going to encounter people who are demon possessed. Certainly that has been my experience and, and that's not an uncommon experience. So the question first that you've asked is, well, can a believer mm -hmm. be possessed by a demon? And the biblical answer to that is clearly no. 
little child, mm -hmm. you have overcome the spirits of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. First John 4 says, greater is he who is in you, mm -hmm. i.e. the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. than he who is in the world, yeah. Satan. In fact, First John 5 goes on to say this. This is a fascinating text. It says, um, verse 18, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep mm -hmm. on sinning. And this is a theme all the way around 1 John over and over, mm -hmm. uh, that we don't continue in the practice of sin when the Holy Spirit is inside of us. We're not sinless, <laughs> but yeah. we don't continue in this practice of unrepentant sin. Mm -hmm. But then verse 18 goes on to say, but he, capital H, who is born of God, that's speaking of Christ, the Messiah, mm -hmm. but the Messiah protects the believer. That's why we don't keep on sinning is because God, we are hidden in Christ. He protects us. Yeah. And the evil one does not touch him. Mm. The evil one does not have power over him because he's hidden in Christ. Just like our little person yeah. inside the metal shield on Sunday, he is protected mm -hmm. from the fiery dark. Satan can still come and attack, mm -hmm. but... but uh, no one can snatch us out of yeah. God's hands. We are safe in the hand of this God. This is a favorite uh, favorite idea of John's that he drew out in his gospel as well, right? This is John chapter 10 where he's talking yes. about, uh, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Well, again, right. the idea that this is talking about here is control, right? So yes. if, if, if you are a believer, you are held in the almighty, powerful hand of God. And then notice what he says in verse 29, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. That's right. right? That's so right. There's, there's no way that somebody can go from being in the power and the possession of God to being in the power and possession of some somebody else. Romans 8. Yeah. End of Romans 8 says, mm -hmm. we are more than conquerors through him mm -hmm. who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor, listen, angels nor rulers. Mm-hmm. That rulers refers to demonic Angelica. powers, yep. nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from mm -hmm. the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the believer is protected. The believer mm -hmm. is in Christ. The believer is protected from being controlled by mm -hmm. Satan. Can Satan still attack us? Of course. Mm -hmm. Satan attacked Jesus in mm -hmm. the wilderness and yeah. tempted him. Of course, Satan can bring temptation, Satan can bring oppression, Satan can, can tempt us with trials and all kinds of things, but he always has to go through the sovereign power of God mm -hmm. before he can ever get to the believer who's hidden in Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. That is good news. So thinking again a little bit here about demons, we live in a culture right now that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, tries to explain things away, but it also tries to, in many ways, uh, lighten the idea of demons by mm. turning them into forms of entertainment, whether it be yeah. uh, movies or television shows, whether it be games, uh, video games even, right? Like, So how, uh, understanding how the world thinks, but how should a Christian think about uh, the use of demons the evil spirits, whatever it would be, for the sake of entertainment purposes. Yeah. Yeah, be careful, church. Be careful. Because, you know, we're not ignorant of, of Satan's designs, excuse me, but we're, we're just not ignorant of how Satan wants to work. You know, um, if you, if you want to read a really fascinating fictional 
but fascinating uh, kind of a treatise on this. Read C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just an example of how Satan and all of his armies, uh, if they can't come at us directly to, you know, if, if we're too aware, mm -hmm. then they're going to come at us from behind. They're going to come as an angel of light. They're going to come as funny comedy and entertainment. And all of this is aimed to try to get us to lower our guard and somehow become friendly with the enemy. And we should not be entertained by sin. Mm -hmm. We should not be entertained by something that is going to receive the wrath of God and judgment forever and ever, and who is actually bringing and trying to bring a, a whole host of our friends and our loved ones with them mm -hmm. into an eternal punishment of hell. We should, we should not be entertained by these things. And so I, I just think, church, be wise. Mm -hmm. Be wise and, and see through Satan's tactics. Mm -hmm. See through Satan's strategies that if he can just get us to laugh at sin, somehow sin becomes less threatening to us. There is sin... Sin is horrific, mm -hmm. and um, you know Christ will not be sweet until sin becomes bitter to us. Mm. And if we if we allow uh, Satan and evil to be sweet to us, that leaves Christ as bitter. Yeah. So don't don't be embittered to Christ by allowing your taste buds to be sweetened to this demonic activity or the occult or or this, you know, all that goes with the occult, even like astrology and horoscopes and and Ouija boards and tarot mm -hmm. cards and all all these things that that seem so innocent when you see it maybe on a toy shelf in a mm -hmm. store. It's like no, these these are legitimate gateways into the demonic mm -hmm. world of spiritual powers. These are not toys to be yeah. played with. Yeah. This is something that we should really be on guard against, I believe. Well, it probably is uh, a good uh, stopping point for us here this morning. Obviously, if you guys have more questions... Uh, I have one question yeah. that came to mind, just to, yeah. to throw in one last thing. Yeah. So I made a pretty strong argument, and I think rightly so, hopefully, that, that uh, demon possession is active today, that mm -hmm. we have neighbors, friends, loved yeah. ones that are demon-possessed. The, the natural question that begs then is, so what is a Christian supposed to do yeah. When they're, when we're talking to somebody who, we start to suspect, suspect maybe mm -hmm. they are demon possessed, maybe they have supernatural. They show signs of supernatural strength. Mm -hmm. They expressed supernatural knowledge of something mm -hmm. that no human should know. But now they're talking. Maybe their voice changes, and all of a sudden now, you're 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 talking. It seems like mm -hmm. you're talking to a different mm -hmm. person. Oh, how does the Christian mm -hmm. respond? Now, whenever they come encountered with someone who they suspect may be demon possessed, an unbeliever. That's when you call Josh Gerber. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Josh on speed dial. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be actually the worst thing you could do. <laughs> but, but here's what I want to encourage every believer. No, you don't, you don't actually need another person with you. Mm -hmm. You have the Holy Spirit of Christ. And here's, here's what I would encourage you not to do. And here's what I would encourage you to do. First, let's do the not. Don't rely on some 
formula of exorcism, mm -hmm. some statement of rebuke, some territorial prayer, some mm -hmm. spiritual, you can read all kinds of books in Christian bookstores today about how to break the bondage of mm -hmm. Satan and, and cast out. I think a lot of that is rooted in personal experience more than it's rooted in the scriptures because Jude chapter nine says that Michael the archangel didn't even dare to rebuke Satan, mm -hmm. but said, may the Lord rebuke you. So if Michael the archangel, who's a spiritual being, who's the prince of the people of Israel, who's the equal of Satan on spiritual powers, if Michael the archangel doesn't even dare to rebuke Satan, then who do we think we are that we're rebuking Satan? I, I don't rebuke Satan. When mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody who is demon-possessed, here's what I would encourage you to do. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We are not ashamed of the gospel of God because it is the power of salvation to everyone who yeah. believes. Romans 1. 16. So when I'm talking to somebody who I believe is demon possessed, or maybe even the demon starts to talk to me, and that has happened, mm -hmm. I refuse to talk to the demon. I don't engage with that demon. I don't have to engage with the demon. Demons are liars anyway. <laughs> why would I? Why would I start trusting what a demon would say? I sh I talk to the person. I say, Susie, mm -hmm. I'm talking to you right now, and I'm 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 inviting you. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Put your repent of your sins, turn from your sins, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you believe on Jesus, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. Jesus has the power to set you free from the evil one. Believe on Jesus, yeah. Susie. I'm praying. So what we should do is to pray for God's spirit to bring freedom to the soul of this person through faith and repentance in the gospel of Christ. The gospel is mm -hmm. the answer to demon possession. Yeah. The gospel is the answer to Satan's slavery. Whether the slavery looks like the enlightenment of, of humanism or whether the slavery looks like the oppressive nature of raging anger and drug use, no matter what the slavery looks like, mm -hmm. the gospel is the answer to slavery of Satan's sin. Mm -hmm. So share the gospel by prayerfully depending on the power of Christ mm -hmm. to open the eyes and bring them from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light by the power mm -hmm. of his grace. Well, thank you for the encouragement and thank you for the help just processing it. Um, lots to think through and we got a few weeks off between now and when we actually talk about the armor of God any uh, any teasers for that have oh, we yeah. should think about or so glory glory we got so this week is Christmas mm -hmm. Sunday so we're going to do a Christmas message and from Luke chapter 2 and then uh, the following week is New Year's Day Sunday falls right mm -hmm. on New Year's Day so I haven't decided yet what we're going to talk about there, but we're going to be uh, focusing on some kind of big picture, uh, just a reminder for the church of the glory mm -hmm. of God and how to how to what God calls us to as a church yep. for the the year to come, and then January eighth we'll return to Ephesians chapter six to the armor of God. All right.
Fantastic. Well, we're excited uh, to get into it. A lot to look forward to in these next few weeks, especially with the holiday season. So uh, thanks for taking the time this morning. So we will uh, check back in with you again, church, here in a few weeks. And uh, we'll look forward to talking through this more. So God bless. We love you.